2: Welcome to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. We've been doing this for a long time now, and I love this hour. We get a chance to present them to you, the artists, no matter what artistry they do. I am so excited tonight to have James Scott, director of the Capri Theater, to join us tonight. There is so much going on at the Capri, and it is exciting. Welcome, James. Thank you, Gerilyn. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I I don't know if I've met you. Have I met you before? Well, uh, yes. Yes, you have. <laughs> but, uh, but that's quite all
3: right. I, it happens all the time. So many people coming through the Capri. I meet them and uh, don't don't always remember myself. But, yeah, I was on your show probably three years ago.
2: Okay. That's evening? why I recognize the name. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So uh, you've snowy, been at the Capri? Snowy Evening. A snowy evening. And you heard about some of the storms we've been having around the state here tonight. But uh, right now, it's just beautiful here in Minneapolis. Okay, so tell us about the Capri Capri Theater and what it has changed for you. Or or maybe I should say how it has changed you.
3: Oh, well, uh, uh, I came to the Capri eight years ago Mm -hmm. uh, after having been at the Guthrie for 14 years. Um, and just fell in love with this community space. It's, it's the last of 13 theaters in, in North Minneapolis that are still operating. And PCYC, the agency that owns and operates it, had a, had a commitment to keeping it open for North Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. Um, uh, and we're just, we're doing some, you know, not only our program, programming, but community programming. One of the stories I've been telling folks a lot lately is uh, we went through a stretch uh, where for four weekends we had work in the space that was produced by uh, uh, the oldest, I would have guessed, is 25. We had a, uh, a high school student who had made a 30-minute documentary on the, on the public school to prison pipeline, and, and we had her premiere uh, but just the, the future of arts in this city are, are in some great hands.
2: I agree with that. The Capri has stood proud for a very long time. But with the new renovation, oh, my goodness, it doesn't even feel like the same theater until you walk into the room. Because Oof. the the main room really does feel like it felt before, except it's just been highlighted and looking better. You know, it's like putting on a brand new suit. Um, so I was so yep. happy to see that and to see how the grounds have changed what all, What every space that is there has been used, and I'm just curious to know if any of the outside spaces are being used as well when it comes to the shows that are coming or people singing outside and that sort of thing.
3: Well, uh, uh, the our Capri Glee Choir that JD leads, um, they love to rehearse uh, behind uh, behind the Capri on what we've now affectionately started calling the amphitheater it's the the lower plaza um so uh, they'll start back up this fall but we started uh, uh, uh singing out there as a way to continue to sing together as a group during COVID, um and have just continued to do it but we have a farmer's market out there uh, running through october every friday from three to seven uh we've had two events in the past month that have used the plaza, that have set up um, an event out in the plaza. We were part of Flow, the Northside Arts Crawl, and had a classic car show in the parking lot, Uh, Some set up some basketball courts uh, for for kids to come do a little uh, three-on-three competition, and then had a, 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 a youth farmer's market where... Uh, again, the, the future is in good hands. Uh, it was a lot of art being created and and sold by youth in North Minneapolis. So yes, it's seeing uh, we're seeing a lot of use for the for the plaza.
2: That's remarkable and I'm very excited about that. Uh, The young people in the neighborhood are absolutely thrilled that the Capri Theater is alive. Uh, Not just the young people, but of course, uh, elders in the community have been coming there for a long time to see various shows. What is next for the Capri Theater? I know that Dennis Spears is in charge of the Legend Series. Um, You have so many incredible staff members that are willing, waiting to do great things. What's next for you? What do you see at the Guthrie? I'm sorry, at the Capri Theater?
3: (laughs) I think you Yep, certainly. Uh, well, Peter Moore is there at the moment. They've just started rehearsals last week for Ain't Misbehaving," so that'll open on uh, September 16th. Uh, you mentioned Dennis. Our, our Legend series uh, starts October 15th with uh, Broadway Noir, a, a, a tribute to the historically black uh, Broadway musicals. Uh, this coming Thursday, our first Thursday film series starts up again. With uh, withdrawn arms. Uh, and then uh, in October, we've got the tragedy of Macbeth and then love and basketball in November. Uh, so there's a there's a lot coming into the space over the next two, three
2: months. That is so exciting. In the future, is there a possibility of the parking lot to be extended? Because <laughs> I have to tell you, it's not easy to find parking all the time. But it is so yeah. worth the wait. It is so worth it.
3: Well, we're uh, we're we're in conversations with the city. We don't own the parking lot; uh, we lease that from the city. But with uh, knowing that the Blue Line is coming up West Broadway, we're really uh, uh, pushing hard to. Ha- to, to make sure that that parking survives not just for the Capri, but for the 21 businesses that exist between uh, Logan Avenue, where the Capri is located, and Penn Avenue, um, just up the block, uh, there's, it's a great little business node that, that we're located in.
2: Well, congratulations on what you've done and what your team has done. It really is quite remarkable, and I was so thrilled to finally be in the space, and I will be back. Thank you for joining us tonight, James Scott, Director of the Capri. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, sir. you You take care. You as well. All right. Thank you. Okay, so the amazing thing about the here, if you don't know where they're located and that sort of things, it is it is definitely easy to find. It is right off of um, if you're on Pin and you take a right and you go down about two or three lights, you'll see it right there on your right side. Um, it has been there for a long time. There was once upon a time when it was a church. <laughs> uh, it has become so many different things, but it was never not called the Capri, if I am not mistaken. Uh, every time I would pass by that building, I would get excited about it. So a lot of souls, a lot of people, a lot of children have been in there that have experienced great things at the Capri Theater that that has actually started their careers when they were younger. So um, James Scott, director of the Capri, has been there almost eight years, I believe. Uh, I believe he said eight years, and that's a long time. And and a short time at the same time to have all of those accomplishments. All right, we're going to take a break. Our next guest is going to be, uh, we're talking to Jamie Rocco, someone I met a long time ago at the Ordway. And he is now doing a songbook series. Uh, uh, He's also the creator of the songbook series. And uh, he's going to talk all about it. He's going to tell some stories, or at least I hope I get one story out of him. We have such a, a short amount of time, but he can sing, he can dance, he can act, all of that. And his singing, abilities really has garnered him awards and so much more. He has a new album out and I can't wait to talk to him. So stay tuned. We'll be back.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Center Stage. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. All right. My, first,
2: uh, my second guest tonight for Center Stage uh, is a man named Jamie, Ro- Ro- <laughs> Jamie Rocco, and he really is quite a remarkable man. He's doing a songbook series. Um, he's the creator of this series, and I'm really excited to hear about it. Hey, Jamie, how are you?
4: Hey, how are you?
2: Oh, my that's God, you're right. a superstar. You know, you've been a superstar for a long time. When <laughs> I read, seriously, I've when I read heard. that your career has spanned almost 50 years, 50 yeah, years?
4: Yeah. I was the youngest member of a troupe of traveling tap dancing kids uh, that was sponsored by Art Linkletter, the Art Linkletter Totten Tot, back in the late 60s. And then I joined the company of Oliver, toured around the company country with Ray Walston and Jules Munchen and Oliver. So I've been doing this about 50 years now. It's been crazy and wild. I've followed
5: you in your footsteps.
4: You're just a, you may not be 50 years. You may be a little bit younger than me there, Geraldine.
2: <laughs> just a little bit trust me <laughs> at least i like to think so it's amazing what you've done um it your your career has been remarkable and you've been you know letting people know about it but there's still so many here in the great state of minnesota that know so little about you or they don't remember oh he was part of what um so here you are today and you have done a brand new album i want to talk about the songbook series and how you got to the songbook series
4: absolutely Sherilyn, I have always been obsessed with popular music. From the time I was a baby, I used to stand, stand, I still remember it, standing on the side of a crib and watching Dick Clark's American Bandstand and jumping up and down while people like Michael Jackson were singing or the Manhattan Transfer. And I just wanted to be a part of music. It led me down a path that went into so many different areas of, the performing arts and i was just like a sponge i just kept doing it i i've done theater i i i, I worked on broadway and then i uh i toured with people like herbie hancock and uh I, and it was just i always think of the fickle finger of fate. you know i just sort of followed my nose and the next thing i know i was singing jazz or i followed my nose the next thing i knew i was making an album. It, it, it has been an incredible journey. I keep telling people, I'm living proof that you can have a career in the performing arts.
2: Exactly, and you have really done it. You have been the example. I remember when you first came here, and I think it was you that finally contacted me and said, "I need to know you, and you need to know me." I <laughs> loved you ever since. Uh-huh. So here you, the same I, way. yeah, exactly. So here we are at a whole new time in your life. I mean, you've always done the songbooks and that sort of thing. But tell me how this particular series start, started and yeah, why you I, uh, insisted on doing it.
4: When I was working at the Wordway, there was a period of time when we weren't going to be able to produce a lot of shows locally. And so I went to the people that uh, you know I needed to go to to ask about putting on a show and said, listen, I want to create and put on shows with my colleagues here in minnesota so let's do this song series that i've done in other theaters around the country so we started doing them at the methea and for seven years they were we started out we were going to do just three uh performances and we ended up doing six performances of each one of the shows and we would do them three times a year and it was a way to create work for not only myself but really for my colleagues here, so that we could get on stage together. One of the regulars was my very dear friend, Yolanda Bruce. She must, she did maybe oh, eight yes. yes, of them so. with me. Mm-hmm. I uh, I couldn't have done it without her or Aaron Schwab. We all really just pitched in, and all of a sudden, created a new way of expressing our love of music. And then, you know, when I left the Orgway, I thought, well, that's that for doing it here in the cities. I'll, you know, I'll resume doing it around the country where I was doing it. I wasn't working at the Orgway anymore. And then during COVID, I just thought, you know what? I really miss my people here. Let me start calling them and see if we can get this um, going again. And I really specifically wanted to go to a theater that was um, new and was uh, up and coming. You know, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. been to the Hanna Center for the Performing Arts, but it's gorgeous. And they're just starting to get noticed. And a, f- a couple of friends of mine worked there. I went to them and said, listen, I'm thinking I want to do a songbook. Let me do one
2: here. Right.
4: And they said, yeah.
2: How about that? And by the way, the Billboard Top 100 chart, um, you know, you, you hovered over that for a little bit. And I can imagine yes. you just about lost your, your mind because I know you. I,
4: i I did Geraldine. i did i didn't know what was happening it's like i had this record just bubbling right underneath the billboard top 100 never made it into the top 100 but i was i was freaking because in the early you know when it's 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 called the fmqb chart that uh, sort of is bubbling on the chart and i don't even know if they still call it that but that's what it was called at the time and it was the Friday morning quarterback, and that's the chart of the top 100 records that were on their way up. And one day I saw my name between Bruce Springsteen and Lady Gaga. Oh, like, my hey, God.
2: Oh, my call? gosh. Maybe I would have <laughs> took that picture and blew it up. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. Okay, so we're running out of time. Tell me what's next for you.
4: Well, we're doing three songbooks this year at Hannibal Center for the Performing Arts for Lakeshore Players. People like Tanya Hughes-Kendrick is going to be doing it with me, Lori Dawkins, Jennifer Eckes. Aaron awesome. Popper. We're doing, um, we just did the California songbook this past year. It sold out. So we're doing three more. We're going to do a holiday one. We're doing a holiday one that we're going to trace the evolution of holiday music from kind of traditional international songs all the way up to All I Want for Christmas is You.
2: And right. uh, then
4: we're going to do one Called the women who write the songs. It's going to be all female songwriters, but it's going to be all guys
2: doing it. Oh, oh, wow! I'm so going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call me and let me know when that happens. <laughs> I want you to come and do one. Oh, I <laughs> would love, love to. A with
1: me, you I would love to. Seattle when
4: I saw you, you were just incredible. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, so it it was so great to run into you out there. It was great. And you did great work as well. So anytime, just ask me, I will be there. If I can, I will be there, Jamie. I love you. You take care of yourself. You just stay strong. Keep going forward, okay?
4: You too. And I hope I see how to make sure players with the songbooks.
2: I hope so, too. That is our own Jamie Rocco. I'm telling you, this is the deal, you guys. If y'all don't know him, take care of yourself, James. Jamie, seriously, this is a big deal. I love you, too. We're going to take a break and come back with Eric Peltonimi, a Minnesota musical onstage reunion. Wait till you hear about this. We'll be back.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: I am so excited to talk about the Minnesota Musical on Stage reunion. If you don't know anything about it, er- Eric Peltonimi is going to join us to talk about the big event. Eric, how are you?
6: I'm very good, Geraldine. Thank you. It's
2: great, it's great to great have you join you. us tonight. Some people think we disappear, but we never do, do we? <laughs>
6: We don't. No, we don't.
2: (laughs) I tell you, somebody's going to have to tell us when we're done. We're never going to tell ourselves ever. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah, no, that's true. We uh, uh, this was uh, initiated. This show was initiated by the realization that our first show at the History Theater, together with my music and Lance Belleville and Lynn uh, Laura, the uh, executive director, was playing hearts was forty years ago. Wow! Four or four decades, and so we uh, we thought this is a a major event, and so uh, uh, we had this space come become available at the Gremlin Theater in Saint Paul, and we got together some of our great veterans from those shows, uh, Plain Hearts, and other shows we did at the History Theater. So we thought, let's let's do a celebration.
2: Exactly. You know, I've done a couple of. of um Um, virtual events during COVID at the Gremlin. And it's just a delightful black box, really. It's just a, um, it's warm. Yeah, I do too. It really is. And so this evening of award-winning songs featuring your music on, you'll be on guitar and vocals. You'll be sharing the stage with a rotating cast of singers and actors. Tell us more about that. Yes, it's, um,
6: well, the original cast featured two really Great artists, one one of whom was Ruth McKenzie, who many people know. Love her. and, uh, Ruth and I, Ruth and I had a group together with uh, Jeff Wilkins for several years called Trova. Before before I was, I guess I was already working at Red House Records at the time. Bob had just started the label, and right. then uh, uh, Carol Jean Anderson also was in the original cast. And then we've got uh, a member from the cast, second run of, the, of that same show, Plain Hearts Was Revived, which did a professional run in Chicago and it features Sherry Minnick from that show. And Sally Reynolds, who will be doing piano, who music directed uh, several of those shows, and she'll be on piano. And and also Jill Whitney Burke, who she and I just, just did a play at the this, this year's uh, Minnesota Fringe Festival together. So we've got these... Uh, I'm the only guy with you know, five great women who are artists who are all around me, so I'm feeling pretty special.
2: Yeah, it's very special. I applaud you for that. Now, you have um, this evening, the, the evening that night, you're going to have several short scenes from Plain Hearts and Down to Earth from uh, the decades-long yes. collaboration with History Theater. History Theater, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it that the artistic director finally had to step down and retire, but um, we're going to miss him for sure, and I know you have a lot of memories about your your pieces there.
6: Yeah. Yes. Well, for example, I was just, uh, you remember the old uh, Coffeehouse Extempore? I had, I had moved back from Los Angeles. I'd been living in New York and Los Angeles in my younger days, and I was playing at the Coffeehouse Extempore, and this guy comes up to me after he heard a couple songs I was singing and asked for my phone number and wrote it on the back of a match. I thought, well, so what? That's interesting. And you know, maybe a year later, I get a call from uh, it was Lance. It turned out to be Lance Bell, he wanted me to collaborate on a play that he had in his mind, which turned out to be Playing Hearts, which has uh, been was a great entree to get into the, involved in the theater uh, forty years ago. And uh, some of those songs have been recorded by other artists and uh, and uh, so forth. So it's, it's, it was really a a good kickstart to my Getting involved with that, and then of course, for many years I was also uh, more and more so as Red house records developed I alongside my uh, old friend and founder of Red house Bob Feldman and I uh oh, God, loved it in the late 80, mm-hmm. yeah in the late eighties and then when Bob died oh twenty years so after that, and uh, then I became the president of Red House for a number of years so yes, you um, did. yeah it's been an interesting life, and you're right, we don't go away. <laughs>
2: No, we don't go away, and it's a remarkable life that you have had. You never stop, and that's the beautiful thing about it because there are so many fans that would love to hear what's next for you. Tell us what's next
6: well you know I was um, I've been working on a idea for a show um, I, you know usually what happens is you have a, a show and you try to fit songs into it I've, that sort of you pull them out of your suitcase or something and put them in uh, when you're developing a new show about uh, this, these are, I had, I've been writing a bunch of songs that seem like they, they're from a show. They are, they like, seem like individual scenes. And so I'm trying to create the, the uh, glue that puts them all together. And so that's something I'll be working on in the next year or so. Um, going to be doing some recording as well.
2: Great.
6: And,
2: uh, so a yeah. new album is coming.
6: I'm well, yeah, we're sure talking about it. I'm, I've been talking to both, uh, my old guitar pals, um, uh, Dakota Dave Hall, who I knew back when he was a kid in high school, uh, many years ago, and uh, then also Dean McGraw and I are talking about doing oh, some stuff. Wow. So, and so, yeah, it's going to be. I'm really looking forward to it. Coming out if of retirement, same, ahead. same position. Did you I say you were Dave
2: retiring? Did you say that? I want to make sure I heard you. What did you say?
6: <laughs> no, I. Just, you know, what happened was. After Bob died, I, I was president for I think a little over ten years of the label, and it was we just we were going great. But it was you know the industry was changing. I took a sabbatical for a few months and went to Spain and walked across the Camino on Spain from France oh, to the other bravo. side of Spain. Life changing, <laughs> right? Life changing. <laughs> yeah, you know well, it was, and I came back and I thought, you know, I'm a 20th century record guy. I don't know. If I... <laughs> and now <laughs> now it's the 21st century, so I think I wanted to retire. And so I worked a few more years, retired. And then um, Bob's um, widow Beth, Beth's uh, friend, who you, you know, I'm sure you, a lot of people know, uh, Beth you know, was also the owner of the label, and she, I, we helped her get take over the record for the record label for a few years, and then we finally, you know, uh, sold it to friends in Nashville, Tennessee, at Compass Records, and so it's still going on. Red House is still rolling along down in Nashville, but that's, uh, I've been gone from the label now for. Probably five years or so, five or six years.
2: Why, my A great goodness! Run. A great run, and yeah. it's not over yet. That's the amazing thing. That that particular run may be over, but more runs are coming your way because this I, is what you do. I hope so, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, well, Same thing with my life.
6: Mm-hmm. I, I know. I'm always interested in what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, I have to say that, yeah.
2: Now, the tickets are so we, affordable. We, I'm really grateful for that. It's $25 per ticket. And then you yes. have a $5 per ticket discount is applied with any ticket sale of 10 or more general admission tickets. Um, is there right. where, where do people That's go right. to get these tickets, and, and how soon will this be uh, happening? Give us the dates again. Well,
6: okay. Well, first I'll give you the dates. Uh, they are on... Uh, September 15th and 16th and 17th, which are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. We're at 7.30 of those nights. And then on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon on the 17th and 18th, we're doing 3 p.m. performances as well. So there's five shows in all. Um, and they can go to uh, – some. you know, I'm I'm an old-timer in some ways uh, – a lot of people might be familiar with Eventbrite uh, as a oh, yeah. source of information, uh, but we have a we have a site there called Eric and Friends E R I C and Friends all one word at Eventbrite and that's Event with B R I T E dot com and uh, that's got all the information from the show. Um, I, I'd want to mention also Lynn Lore who not only is coming right. she's coming from Sausalito, Salido, California. She was California. the from the director of uh, Plain Hearts for many years, but she's the pro- she's the producer of this show, and we're working with our old friend Tom Berger, who t- was a touring director for many of the shows from the History Theater at some of many of them national shows. So it's a great. Re- that's why it's called a reunion. We're 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 just having a ball, <laughs> getting together, and we're and everybody sounds good.
2: Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. And, you know, you're that guy. You're the one who goes to, the, the, stays close to those friends that you've had over the decades. And you're the one that reaches out and says, hey, I want you to still be a part of me, a part of what I create, cause, so we can create together. And that is a beautiful thing, Eric.
6: Well, thank, well, thank you, Geraldine. I it, I have to say, I'm, uh, I would feel I'm cheating myself if I didn't uh, stay close to my talented friends because... We all make each other sound so much better together.
2: It's so true. If you ever need me you just call, okay? <laughs>
6: well, I was just talking to my wife today. I'm down in Kansas City tonight. We we're just uh on eighty and I said Boy, I've always wanted to do something to Cheryl Lynn. So. Yeah, We're doing it.
2: you told me that once before. It's been a long time. But, look, we got to go. But, Eric, I'm so happy for you. Uh, and, and I'll let people know. They can go to eventbrite.com and look it up, uh, Eric and friends, and, and it'll happen. Congratulations to you. Okay. Do, well, thank have you, a great generally. show. So, yeah, All you, right. good to talk with you. Yeah. You too, sir. Good night. Yes. Yes. That is rock steady, man. Rock steady. Okay. The reason you are hearing this song is because Javita Steele and I are doing a show. Tell them more. Well, we're going
5: to be at the Dakota Cook's um, Cafe or lounge or supper club. You call it what you want to. It's one of the premier venues here in the Twin Cities. And we're going to get down and have some fun. I had to get in on it. You know, she and Fred were just there and I was left out. And I said, oh, no, it's my time. I need to join you two. So Fred will be with us as well. I can't Wait, and we're gonna have some fun there.
2: It's just gonna be a blast. Oh yeah,
5: oh yeah, we and always do. We got a smoking band, and Jasmine is joining us. Yes, my daughter Jasmine Jay Liz. If she's listening, we love you, sweetheart. She's fabulous. She's going to be joining us. We're gonna even feature one of her original tunes. Uh, so she's really moving up the ladder as far as an artist and entertainer. I'm really proud of her. She's so pretty. She is. She's she out a singing sweetheart. me every day. That girl, out, she's out singing me every day. Oh, I don't know about all of that, but you know, it's wonderful to see the generations. Oh, it's just. Follow behind us It's like Ginger Commodore And Ashley And her son Are all coming along You know Brandon (laughs) And so it's wonderful That it's happening In our family The Peterson family It's just a wonderful thing To live long enough To see the legacy Move forward It is And of course This is
2: happening On September 10th Yes ma'am And of course at 7pm 7pm At the Dakota If you want tickets All you gotta do Is go to DakotaCooks.com
5: We hope you'll be there Come on out Have some fun With Jalyn And I Uh, I won't be sitting in that chair very much. I'm going to be shaking my bun buns and having some fun. I might be sitting (laughs) a little more. This
2: girl going to make me get up. Y'all don't understand. I'm going to make her get up. We're going to get to it. She's my best friend and my mama sometimes.
5: (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) y'all pray for me. (laughs) We're going to do some fun stuff, some stuff that you may not have heard us do before. And so we're really looking forward to you coming out and having a good time with us. Dakota
2: Cooks? Yes, ma'am. Dot com. All right. See you next time. Jonathan, thank you so much for tonight. And uh, for all of you that don't know where the Dakota is, 1010. Nicolette Mall, downtown Minneapolis. Oh, come on out. Good night, Jonathan. Oh, no, it's not good night. Coming up next is the Mom and Michael Hour. What's wrong with me? She just kicked Michael out. What's
1: wrong wow. with me? We'll be back. <laughs> All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?